today's guest is a video extraordinaire, visual storyteller, Nina Fareep. So I'm really excited for today's conversation. If you're new to the show, my intention and goal with every conversation is to help female entrepreneurs just like you use their style to bust through limiting beliefs and find out like where we're getting blocked in our lives. Because if we're getting blocked in our style, we can use those clues to see where we're getting blocked in our business and our lives. It's all connected. I will make sure that I have a clean cut look about me when I get on a call with a client and or when I shoot a video. And that is not to be confused with being authentic or not authentic. What's up? Style Nation, welcome back to another episode of Styled for Life. We're going to the silver screen today, baby. So, Style for Life is actually going to the silver screen too. And by silver screen, I mean a YouTube. So be on the lookout for some updates around how you can check into the podcast on YouTube. I wanted to start, I've tried this before if you've been here for a while, um, years ago, doing some YouTube videos so I can also use it to show some visuals when we talk about styling on the show. However, that being said, today's guest is a video extraordinaire, visual storyteller, Nina Fareep. So I'm really excited for today's conversation. If you're new to the show, my intention and goal with every conversation is to help female entrepreneurs just like you use their style to bust through limiting beliefs and find out like where we're getting blocked in our lives. Because if we're getting blocked in our style, we can use those clues to see where we're getting blocked in our business and our lives. It's all connected, right? And I want you to use your style to bust through those limiting beliefs and amplify your brand, okay? And that's what today's podcast is all about. So Nina Fareep, one of my clients, one of my business colleagues, visual storyteller, aka video extraordinaire, self-proclaimed queenager, which we talk about on the show, is straight shooter. I love Nina. So she's after my East Coast soul. True. Well, I would say she's a true New Yorker. She's Swiss. So Swiss and then moved to New York. So like keeping it real, she knows no other way. (laughs) So it's a good episode and she's a straight shooter. But this episode isn't, um, it's not fluffy at all. It's straight to details of how Little teeny things that you can do to get started. If video marketing is something that you're getting into for your business, she is your go-to. So she drops really simple tips on how to set up your space for videoing, what to wear for videoing, and just really cool ways to set up your camera. So we get into the psychology of you know how to not shift your eyes on camera, Um, how to angle your camera so it doesn't look like you're talking down to your audience. But you also want to make sure that you exude authority. So she talks about the exact perfect camera angle to do that. And she gives really juicy, like dialed in tips. So if you're looking to make reels, YouTube shorts, YouTube videos, um, IG videos, LinkedIn videos, just email marketing videos, like whatever kind of videos, 
that you are looking to make in your business, like check out this episode. She also talks just about the importance of videos in our marketing and how to frame our marketing and how to do one sentence tips. Like when I say like she talks about how to do easy videos and how to get comfortable on camera. It's a juicy, action-packed, I don't know if action, just like strategy-packed, but simple, easy to implement episode. Obviously, like I said, um, we're both pretty straight shooters. So lots of laughs, lots of keeping it real. But this one is so good. So like behind the scenes transparency, I am trying to pop in and learn how to do these YouTube videos. And my husband and I spent, oh, like three or four hours last week trying to set up my office so that we could use the camera and make the videos and where do I put my microphone and like, how do I do this? And how do you record and blah, blah, blah. True story. Um, the microphone, we couldn't get it to work. Like we're like three or four hours in, cannot get it to work. And we're trying out two microphones, like how to record it for audio. Obviously, that's number one is podcasting is number one, video is number two. And but we're trying to use two mics and one of the mics, we just couldn't get it work, couldn't get it to work. And a little backstory here. He's a former IT engineer. And you know, every time you call IT, what do they say? Well, have you restarted it? Is it plugged in? (laughs) We spent hours messing around. Well, there was multiple parts to this, but at the end, we couldn't get one of the microphones to work. And I was like, it keeps blinking red, right? And we just ignored it. And then come to find out the fucking battery in the microphone, like this one shotgun microphone needed a double A battery. And that could have, we could have been 30 minutes into lunch if we would have just checked the battery. But I share that story because when we were testing my camera and we were testing my setup, I was using the exact tips from today's episode with Nina. Like that's how powerful and easy to implement that they are. So make sure that you stay tuned and tune in. If you're looking for style support specifically on what to wear in your videos, and that's part of your Q4 or Q1 goals, and you're like, ah. I want to be on camera more. I want to do more video. I just don't know what to wear. And sometimes I don't even know if you think that. I think it's a subconscious thing. And I've noticed that some of the ladies that are in the style squad now that did the style story event with me, they've started showing up on video more because they were like, I'm actually getting dressed. So it's so much easier to show up and create content in my business. So you might not even realize that that's one of the pieces that's really been holding you back in content creation but it could be. So if it is, I have two options for you today if you need style support. One, I just opened up free mood boards. There's a link. I have the link now. I will go drop it in um, the show notes for you today. You can go through. I'm going to start dropping mood boards for for all the fall trends that I just presented a couple weeks ago inside of the Style Squad. So because you guys are podcast listeners, uh, the first one's available. So you can get the Lux Basics shoppable mood board and lookbook. Um, if you want to go access it, I will put the link in the bio. I mean, not in the bio, the same Instagram. I will put the link in the show notes. If you're looking for a mini offer, like you've been toying with wanting to get styled, you weren't sure really where to start. I shower ideas, people shower ideas are the best ideas just came out with this brand new offer in the shower the other day called amplify your closet. 
essentially it's an amplify audit of your closet and it's super easy for you and very impactful. I made a whole video of exactly how it will work, how we can audit your closet, how I can create outfits for you and give you your top 10 brand boosting style solutions to get in and get it done. Easy peasy, lemon squeezy. It's all outlined in a beautiful, super beautiful Google Doc with a little fun video for you to watch. Anyways, links in the show note. So if you're looking for style support, go check out that brand new mini offer, Amplify Your Closet, or go head over to the free mood boards and just enjoy those and get inspired. All right, stay tuned so you can check out Nina Fareep's episode on how to nail your video. All right, ladies, I'll see you on the other side. Nina Fareep, welcome to the Styled for Life podcast. I am so excited that you are here. Quick intro, but I really want you to introduce yourself. Um, so Nina is near and dear to my heart. I love her sense of humor. Uh, she's a one-on-one client, a self-proclaimed queenager, which we could talk about, but more importantly, a visual storyteller and industry disruptor, aka video content connoisseur. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Very excited to be able to spend some time with you and, and your audience, of course. <laughs> <laughs> me, just me. <laughs> Nina, I'm super excited that you're here today. Um, you know, we were chatting and I said, well, my intention with the show is to always share stories, of course, but help entrepreneurs use their style to amplify their brand impact and to bust through limiting beliefs. And the more I record this and the more I go on the entrepreneur journey, I just realized, I think that's what we're constantly looking for, right? Is like ways to create more impact and then like ways to bust through our limiting beliefs so that we can create more impact. Yeah. Um, so when you said you wanted to come on the show, I was like, yes, because I know we have some juicy stories to tell. But before we hop in, Will you take a second and just tell everybody your story really quick? Because I know um, you have some juicy nuggets and I don't want to leave them out. Oh, okay. Um, so uh, where, where to start at my advanced <laughs> age? And um, I love that this is audio only. No, I'm just kidding since I'm a video marketer. But um, so I am originally from Switzerland. I've been in America for over 35 years, which is more more time spent in America than in Switzerland, let's put it that way. Um, and I've been a filmmaker all my life and about, and I started my company, oh my God, in 1997. Many of you are probably not even born yet at that point. <laughs> so um, I've been in business for quite a while. I uh, have worked on big productions and uh, the last couple of years, I would say decades of my career, I worked on simultaneously corporate video and documentaries because that was a really nice, it complemented each other really nicely. Um, and then seven or seven or eight years ago, I just saw the sort of the writing on the wall that as a traditional producer director, um, I was going to be a dinosaur really quickly, uh, especially in the corporate, like with a small company in the corporate world, because either you were going to be a giant and still keep working with, you know, the IBMs and the um, big, big pharmas of the world, like, you know, Merck, Pfizer, et cetera. Or something needed to shift completely if I didn't want to sort of just be in survival mode. And back then I had just turned 50, just became a queen nature. Um, <laughs> and I just felt that I just didn't want to be the paint myself in a corner and sort of scramble for whatever work was still around because anybody with a 
smartphone in their back pocket, which is, you know, everybody at this point, uh, could shoot video, could edit video. So there really was no need anymore for that kind of amped up production value that I I always was able to, you know, we we as production companies were able to distinguish ourselves because we had access to equipment, because we had people who knew how to use the equipment. And that all fell away. But what I also noticed really quickly is just because people had the equipment didn't mean that they knew what to do with it. And if they did something with it, it mostly was really atrocious. So I saw an opportunity there. And that's where I latched on and said like, okay, let me become a coach. Let me become a facilitator and enabler for small service-based businesses that need to um, amplify their message, establish themselves as experts and sort of create that trust online so they can attract their ideal clients. And I'm saying that so nicely today. It took me like six years to get to that kind of statement, (laughs) right? It was a lot of fumbling around and trying to figure out who the hell my audience was um, and and, and who, who would buy from me, right? Who would have a need for that kind of services? Mm, that's really, I love the whole origin story though, from like, this is what I used to do. And then I saw the need because mm-hmm. we, that's the scariest place to be, but it's the realest thing that I've learned as an entrepreneur, just like even in the three years, it's just like how things change and always kind of keeping up. If it makes you feel any better in 1997, I could drive. Oh, good. <laughs> Excellent. Yes. That does make you feel a lot better. <laughs> I have my license and I was driving, Nina. <laughs> Okay, good. Awesome. That makes me feel a lot better. <laughs> and I am on my way to Queen Anger Dumb. I'm so yes. excited. Um, I I really want to dive into those video tips because I, I just was having a conversation last week uh, with a new business uh, friend that I met and we were talking about style and I was always talk about how when we feel really aligned with our style, it's so much easier to show up in the places mm-hmm. that we want to show up. Whether it's on a call, whether it's on uh, uh, taking pictures of herself on social media, but especially video content. And she said, I can see where I've stopped showing up. Like I'll have really good ideas and I won't create content because I'm not connecting. I'm not getting dressed, period, point blank, not getting dressed. Um, but I mean, what do you mean by not getting dressed? I'm wearing a black freaking t-shirt. And I think I look really good. You do. Thanks. Thanks to you, Katie. But, you know, it it doesn't mean, yeah, okay. I mean, you know, wardrobe and, and I mean, I'm calling it wardrobe because that's what we call it, um, you know, as a, as a, a term, a technical term in, in film, but um, it doesn't have to be complicated. I know it's highly personal, but you just have to fill that part of the frame where people can see you. And if you're creating videos for yourself and your company, it's most likely going to be chest up. You can manage chest up, right? Yes. Yes. You can manage chest up. I love what you said. It doesn't have to be complicated, but it's highly personal. And that's my favorite part is you don't have to dress up and you don't have to follow fashion trends. You just have to know like what you like and like the clarity and confidence that comes from knowing what you like so that you can get on screen. Exactly. And, and that, that, you know, that takes a little bit of finagling that takes also knowing like, what is your background going to look like? You know, so so you want to be, you know, it's, it's like when we just look at video, the video part of styling, it's just like, how, how do I show up such that I look good? So colors that complement me. Now, black might not be the best color for me, but I also have the advantage of having a little bit longer hair. So that frames my face. I have 
uh, glasses that I know are really good color for me. So, you know, and you can, you can accessorize with, with some jewelry or, I mean, I'm not a big fan of scarves on video. I think they always like are in the wrong place and then you don't have continuity if you try to edit, but that's a whole other story. Um, but you know, it just doesn't take, it doesn't take that much because especially on video, you want to be keeping it simple. So people are focusing on what you, what, who you are, your face and what you're saying, mm -hmm. uh, less so than like, Ooh, what, what kind of blouse is that? What is she wearing? What's that t-shirt? You know, um, it, you, it, it's not, um, it's not that you're showing up with your shoes and your pants and your silhouette and everything else, right? It's really just a snapshot of you in, in a very specific um, framework, both literally and, and figuratively. Mm, I love that. Um, can we get into some nitty gritty tips? So you sent out an email a couple of weeks ago and um, it said you were talking about patterns and colors. Can you share some patterns and colors that people should pick or avoid when making videos? So, you know, in the old days, it was like, you know, no bright reds, no blacks, no whites. You had to sort of appease the lens and, and the capability of the camera to sort of stay in not too contrasty um, um, patterns because then the camera couldn't handle it. Um, nowadays, the cameras are phenomenal. So if red is your color, go for red. Um, if you love black, go for black. What I would just say is, I would shy away from too much pattern. Um, I find that patterns just don't look that they look can look really amazing in person. They might just not come across fully intended on video because you're only seeing a fraction of it. Having said that, like if you have a really um uh, elegant or bland or whatever you want to call it, white background, and you want to pop it up a bit, maybe you should be wearing something that is colorful and patterned, et cetera. Um, and then I would just say wear colors that you know you look good in. Um, so, you know, I know that if I wear oranges and, you know, greens and rust red, I look phenomenal. Doesn't always translate on video, however, because my background is blue. So if I'm going to wear bright red and have a blue background, that's where the camera will still start like freaking out a little bit because it's it's complementary colors. So I try to sort of keep it, I try to keep it in neutrals just so the focus is on me, my face and what I'm saying and not on anything else. Um, and again, it depends on, on who you are. Like you, Katie, are probably the only person I know who gets away sitting in the closet it's super apropos, right? And um, the, it, it's very busy behind you, but it's a wardrobe that I'm looking at. And I know that you're totally into lipstick. So it's very apropos that you have the wallpaper with the lips with bright red lipstick um, behind you. And that really, really works for you. But that would not work probably for anybody else that I know. Um, so we want to make sure that our background is either neutral and non-distracting or is a hundred percent aligned with what we're what we want to convey, and why we're and be clear on why we're conveying it to our audience, right? That's a really good point. And to be fair, I try to have um, well, I try to keep the closet really clean. I can see some scragglers here, and I try I have an aftermarket camera that I try to dull out the background and make mm -hmm. me the spotlight, but yeah. it still gives you the feeling. 
Um, you said something really important. So I have, I'm like, my brain is swirling. I have a personal pet peeve. Well, you have one that we share and I have a personal one that I would like to ask you about. Um, maybe you can, um, I can say, well, Nina said, (laughs) 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 my video extraordinaire go-to said, um, Can we talk about skin on camera? I find it really distracting when people show too much skin on camera. So, like, especially the chest area. Shoulders don't bother me as much, uh, but the chest area is something that it just feels really distracting to me sometimes when people show up on camera. And, like, I love what you said around you really want people to hear the message, right? Like, what we're really trying to do is get that message and the impact and the story across. Do you have any rules of thumb for that? Um, so it, it's funny. No, I actually have never talked about skin. Show the respect that you want to show your clients. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that, and, and meet them in your videos, how you would meet them if they showed up for a sales call with you yeah. on Zoom. Right. And, and that is really, so in my case, I'm not overly, you know, fashion conscious. I, I'm, I love simple straight lines and solid colors, but I will always make sure that my hair is clean. I will always make sure that, you know, if it's a client call, I will wear some lipstick. Although again, I'm not big into makeup either, but I will make sure that I have a clean cut and professional look around me about me when I get on a call with, client and or when I shoot a video. Mm -hmm. And that is not to be confused with being authentic or not authentic, right? I have uh, this one person um, that I have talked to this about who kept showing up in a wife beater. It's a woman. And she thought that was like lying in bed in the morning, disheveled in a wife beater. She thought that was being authentic. And I just, I just thought it was absolutely horrific because that's never how she would show up for clients. And there was nothing authentic about it. If anything, it was just super distracting. I couldn't even listen to what she was saying because all I was thinking is like, what the F are you doing? You know, are you <laughs> trying to talk yourself out of clients? I mean, it's just not, it's just not cool. Um, and so I would, you know, my, 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 my thing is always keep it simple. I love solid colors. I love clean lines and I make sure that the way I present myself on the whole of the zoom screen represents my company. So there's not going to be, you know, stepped up curtains that have been sitting there. Like if somebody just moved fine, but I had a, a several calls with a gentleman who was obviously working out of a room that had stacked up cartons all around him. I'm like, no, not cool. Not if you're running a business and you're trying to be professional, just take the damn cartons and, and distribute and such that they're not in the frame of the zoom. I don't freaking care what's two inches, two millimeters outside of your frame. <laughs> yeah. Cause I don't see it. Right. Yeah. But what, what people see on video on zoom that needs to just be clutter-free, distraction-free, and and in support of your of your brand um, story, one way or the other. Yes, absolutely. And I think this is funny because I, neither one of us would classify ourselves as being like prude or really conservative. And like when you talk about like showing up in bathing suits and stuff like that, but I think there's a respect for what we're here to do. And yeah. I just. I think what it really is for me and what the distracting, and you said this earlier, is like, it doesn't frame your face, right? Like if there's too much skin, it's like not framing your face and it's almost just like 
it's just this body that's out there floating and you don't really know where to look. And mm-hmm. I've, everything you said, there's a little bit of um, what I always like to call my fashion psychology, right? Is when you show up disheveled, that doesn't make me think that you're authentic because my where I sit, and I know this is where I live, is mm-hmm. when you're constantly disheveled every time you show up on video, that's a representation of how you feel on the inside. And if you're here to help me get to a transformation quicker than I can get there myself, I don't, I want you to be vulnerable. I want to hear your story about your struggle. I want to know how you overcame it, but I'm not going to pay you. <laughs> like, unless you're showing me what it looks like on the other side, I don't necessarily exactly. want to see no. you when you're in it. Cause I'm in it. <laughs> I need to know that I can get through it. Yeah. And that is, I mean, I talk about that quite a bit where it's like, um, uh, you know, you can talk about your struggles, but you better talk about them from a point of view that how you overcame them. Right. And not, not don't show the messy middle. No one's interested in the messy middle because we're all in the messy middle of several things ourselves. Right. We want to see, we want to see a glimpse of the messy middle and be able to, um, you know, have that that empathy and know that we are connected because we had the same experiences. But you as the coach or as the enabler or as the consultant or, or you know, whatever you are, you need to be those couple of steps ahead of me because otherwise, as you said, why would I pay you? Yeah, I don't want to pay you. And I and I am a big fan of, um, I got this from one of my kids' cartoon shows this morning. There's a difference between being uh, like a person who's, having a bad, messy day and just a person that's messy, right? Like we all have those days. And yes, I appreciate the vulnerability and a good behind the scenes. Like who doesn't love a sneak peek? (laughs) But two different things, I think, when we're talking about video and marketing our businesses. So thanks for helping me um, shake that up a bit. Is there, so I remember one time we were on a call together and I, cause I just love the technical stuff. Cause I could never get this deep with anybody else. You had shared something about angles on your face and your camera coming down at you or uh, up at you. And I feel like there's some other really fun psychological things there too, that we can position ourselves as to make it easier to connect. Cause the more mm-hmm. virtual we get, the harder it is sometimes to build a connection, but the reality is you and I wouldn't know each other. We wouldn't be able to work with each other if we weren't virtual. So there's a lot to be said for that. Can you talk about that for a minute? Absolutely. I'd love to. So it's basically, you know, it, it's really um, commonsensical if you think about it, but a lot of people don't have the time or just don't, don't have the wherewithal to think about it. So if we're showing up on camera, there's a couple of rules that you want to just have it be it a checklist or just be it something that you're aware of. Uh, one is framing and the other one is your eyeline. Um, so your eyeline, and, and they play together, obviously. So your eyeline is you want the lens of your camera, and that is either the green little dot that's staring at you from your laptop when you're on Zoom or recording, or the little dot that no one really knows where it is um, on your on your iPhone. And I would invite <laughs> you to figure out which of the many holes on your iPhone and you're looking at is actually the one that translates into being the lens. Um if you want to be on the same height as that lens, because if you have it low, and um, this is not video, so I can't demonstrate, but if it's too low, um, the lens is sort of looking up your nostrils and you're talking down at the lens. And with that, you're actually talking down to your people. Mm-hmm. And it is sub- subliminal, it's subconscious, but people feel like you're arrogant and you're talking down to them. 
Yeah. So don't have your lens too low, which a lot of people do. Um, number two, don't have your lens too high. And I know from selfies, it's always the, like, you know, the, the mm. crank, crank your neck, especially us, you know, um, queenagers who want to make sure that our necks are not like sort of disappearing into our chest. Um, that works for a quick selfie and a, and a single shot. It does not work on video because if the lens is too high, then we look meek talking up to the lens, right? So you don't want that either. So have the lens on your, on your, um, um, on, on par with your eye height. The other thing is with the framing. And this is something where people often fall short as well, short as well. And drives me absolutely bonkers when you get on a zoom and you're seeing a person and their nose is sort of hitting the bottom of the frame. Right. Mm And it's like, it makes me want to strain to see you better, right? Which of course I can't because the frame is what the frame is. So make sure that your head is bumping up against the top of the frame. Always. So Katie, you could you could do that too, right? That could because, come up a little bit. Right. If you could even come up more, right? Look at my head. My head is actually my hair is touching the top of the frame. It does a couple of things. Number one, it just gives you sort of that nice image that you would have if you were in a portrait. Number two, if you're shooting video, it gives that breathing space between your chin and the bottom of the frame that you need for either graphics and or very importantly, your closed captioning. Yeah. So you need that space. It also is just nice to have that space to see your shoulders, see your chest like midway. Um, if you're wearing a necklace, it gives the necklace a chance to sort of show, or if you have a little, you know, V-neck, whatever it is, it just gives that breathing space. So your head is not, you know, I mean, for, for your sake, Katie, I'm just demonstrating this looks awful, right? I'm looking at the ceiling. I'm sort of kind of disappearing. Um, you know, I've, I've talked to people that look like this. That's horrible when your nose, um, bumps up against the bottom of the frame. And then, Just from a visual point of view, also what I like to do, I don't do it with Zoom because I'm sitting right in front of the camera and I'm engaged. But when I shoot video, I scoot over a little bit to the side and I turn myself into the camera. Mm-hmm. And what that does, it takes a square of my shoulders mm-hmm. and breaks it up a little bit. So I look a little less, you know, big or square. Um, it just makes you look a, um, a little more attractive if you have that slight angle looking into the lens. It's also more like that conversational piece where if you are talking to another person in the street, let's say you would rarely stand, you know, face to face right in front of each other. You very often will be at a slight angle off. Pay attention next time you talk to someone um, standing at a cocktail party or, or you meet a friend in the street. Um, you're never really face to face. You're always at a slight angle. And, and that's sort of just how we communicate as humans. And if you mimic that in video, it just kind of, makes you that much more approachable, likable, um, less threatening. And it's all subconscious. No one sits there and goes like, oh, look, Nina went, you know, um, two thirds of a quarter inch off of the middle and turned her body and is facing the lens and is looking right at the lens and the lens is at the same height as her eyes. No one sees or thinks that. All people see is or feel something. Slightly off and askew, and ugh, we don't know what it is. And so, as as powerful as video is, you also want to make sure you get these finer points of it right. So the intended 
connection with people is actually happening. And then the last thing is, and that is less a visual thing, how you're framing yourself and how you're showing up, but it is no cheat sheets, no teleprompters on this short a distance between you and the camera. You have to talk off the cuff and look at the lens the whole time. Because that's like you shifting your eyes away to a cheat sheet or a prompter. It makes you look shifty. And it makes you break engagement with your audience. Oh, I'm so glad you brought that up because I never do notes or I Mm -hmm. will write them. My claim to fame is I write them out and I put them somewhere, but I never look at them because I feel that same way. Because if I was having a real conversation with you, Mm -hmm. I would never like look to my notes to be like, oh yeah, I want to make sure I tell Nina this. (laughs) I mean, there, there is, I mean, there have been moments like for instance, I was shooting some videos and I had to get the wording of something right. And I just couldn't. So, but then I made it obvious. I said, Ooh, I'm gonna have to look at my notes to get this right. And then I read it off. Right. But then it became part of the video. Right. Um, Or you just shoot in bits and pieces and then have to edit it together afterwards, which I only recommend you do if you actually have an editor who knows their shit. But um, otherwise I just say one take wonders. Your videos shouldn't be much longer than 60, 90 seconds anyway. And everybody who's an expert in their field can freaking remember what they're going to say for 60 seconds. It's probably, it's hard for me to get my thought out in 60 seconds because I have so much to say. Um, But what you just said, I think that's a piece of how you can get a bit of the authenticity and vulnerability in there is like you said, oh, I just got to read this because I can't remember it today. I remember it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, or, you know, again, do it in bits and pieces or like I started a whole series, which is one, one sentence, um, tips on video production. Now video thankfully is a huge topic by the way, styling would be as well where I can get away with something like that. Mm-hmm. And I'm up to 22 videos. I have 16 more planned and I want to get to 52 eventually, which means a video a week. And then once I'm done with all 52, I can recycle them. Yeah. No, that's amazing. Um, thank you so much for these juicy, juicy technical tips. Um, of this, course. This is the stuff that just, I think trips people up, but then when they can just hear an authentic conversation and they can be like, Oh, I can totally do that too. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Before I let you go and we pimp you out so everyone can find you, um, full disclosure, uh, Nina is a LinkedIn queen. So if you're going to connect with her, you got to come over there and hang out with us. And that's where I've been hanging out lately. So anybody listening to the podcast is going to have to meet us at those new digs called LinkedIn. Um, That's going to be a whole nother podcast episode for me (laughs) one day. Yes, absolutely. No, LinkedIn is where it's at these days for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Is there anything that you want to say before we any other tip or limiting belief busting or anything about how amazing uh style is that you want to drop before we let everybody know where they can find you yeah i mean i just think what's really important is just to keep in mind that um you know having your style and knowing what your style is is a huge part of your brand story mm-hmm. and i regret that i haven't done what I've done this year, which is work with you, um, like four or five years earlier. Um, not that I showed up, you know, wrong or disheveled or whatever, but working with you has given me that confidence to say no, when I now know it's not something I should be wearing or want to be wearing, but Mm -hmm. think I should be wearing. Right. Um, and it also has just given me permission to, 
do that authentic thing and not a wife beater um, and, and just, and also get confidence in, yes, I already had a style all along. We all do, but it was just sort of peeling back all those layers of shoulds, woulds, coulds, and didn't and have tos um, and get very crystal clear. And uh, when I had my um, branding photo shoot three and a half years, nearly four years ago, um, I really wish I had, had worked with you because everything I wore in that shoot, it was a, the, the photographer did a phenomenal job, phenomenal job, but the wardrobe was, was, was awful. And, um, you know, I, I just wish I would have had that confidence I have today um, to wear what I really want to be wearing and not what everybody else tells me I should be wearing. Thank you, Nina. That's uh, perfect. And that's really the message. And that goes back to the Queen Ager conversation of just stepping into who we really, really are. And that's the authenticity piece is showing up with that and then making yeah. sure that your camera is angled at the right angle and you're you're going to win. <laughs> yes, you're, you're all set to go. So if anybody's curious about Queen Ages, there's a hashtag Queen Ager on LinkedIn. I write about it quite a bit. So um, you can you can go and look it up for yourself. <laughs> yes. So speaking of LinkedIn, where can everybody find you? Well, Nina Fareep on LinkedIn. I'm the only one. So um, look me up there because I do what I teach and preach. So I post regularly. Uh, we we do challenges, free challenges, a um, couple of times a year, LinkedIn content challenges. Um, I post a lot of video, obviously, as filmmaker and video marketer. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do have a website, um, clockwiseproductions.com. And that's between those two things. You're probably, that's the best way mm-hmm. uh, to check out what we do and how we do it and for whom we do it. Mm-hmm. And of course, I'll put all the links in the show notes. Um, but seriously, the one my favorite thing about you is the way that you break down content to make it so digestible. So if anybody's listening and you got anything away from this conversation and you just like want more, Nina really is so good at delivering that and um, the sense of humor and the names of the series, conversations about shit that matter. That's the day I fell in love with you. <laughs> so make sure you check her out. Everything will be in the show notes. Thank you so much, Nina, for coming on the podcast and sharing those tips. They're totally beyond valuable and I just can be more grateful for you. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for the opportunity to talk about what I love talking about. Thank you, Katie. Thanks, Nina. 